Coffee's ready. Guest is ready. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Prodigy Podcast. We're on episode number 40. Yes, we've hit 40 episodes. And today I have, for those who don't know him already, Junior Fernandez. How are you? I'm good, brother. Thank you for bringing me on to the podcast, Hassan. Hope you're well, man. Well, I thought the best way to start was to talk about something that's not jujitsu related on a jujitsu podcast. Um, yeah, for I know sure. you have a passion for surfing. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, why, why surf? Why do you think BJJ people love surfing so much? And what is it about surfing that you really enjoy? Uh, I think it's the lifestyle, you know, like the jiu-jitsu lifestyle and the surfing lifestyle, they complement each other well and uh, the way of living and stuff. And I feel like it's a good, uh, it's another tool that can help jiu-jitsu athletes in terms of like their athletic ability and, you know, mobility and stuff. And it's a good way to pass time and, you know, have fun at the same time as well outside of jiu-jitsu and outside of training and outside of workouts and stuff. And did did you find that you you picked it up easy? Because for the for the one occasion that I tried it, I think I was absolutely useless. But um, oh, what, what don't, was your don't get twisted! It? Don't get twisted. I'm I'm still a new but surfing. I've been <laughs> I've been going to California back and forth since uh, 2018, and I'm still trying to get the grips of it. So my friend Roosevelt, I've been going with him every Sundays, but just before church when I was there. And you know, I caught a couple waves respectfully, but I'm I'm I need to humble myself a little bit. I'm thinking <laughs> that I'm a Kelly Slater, you know, but um, I'm I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there. That's something that I really want to get good at. But it's it's good, man, because it gets your adrenaline rushing. You know, the blood pumping. You know, when you see them, you know, over six foot waves approaching at you like very fast. So, you know. It's it's good, but it's it's real fun. It's real fun. I can't. There's lie. something about learning something new as well, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For it's sure, really enjoyable. Sure. Whether it's trying out a new sport or like reading a new book or learning a new language, you know, it's another challenge for you and to it's conquer. Sh- and I guess it's a shame because I mean, um, especially living in London, uh, of all places, yeah. but living <laughs> in this country, we're not exactly spoilt for surfing spots, are we? Yeah, out of all, out of all places, especially the weather here is terrible, man. So <laughs> even with a wetsuit, I don't know if I would be able to go to like on the countryside and go surf, like places like Devon and, and Brighton and whatnot. I yeah, you're know, not man. you're not putting on just shorts and jumping in the water. Definitely not. No, nah, you need the thick wetsuit to be going on those <laughs> types of waters, man. Whereas in California, you know, you got the warm weather during the summer. So, yeah, you're, you're good. You're good to go. Those who, who don't know you, you've kind of grown up around sport, about around like jujitsu um, yep. and around combat sports. And I know previously you've, you've mentioned about it shaping you as a, as, a, as a person. And I think what I'm interested in is, are there, are there any like particular aspects of your of your own personal character are there things about you that you're, you that you are now that you could kind of reflect on and think if it wasn't if, if it wasn't for me you know growing up in this, doing in this the arena of sport doing this sports yeah. that 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 wouldn't be the kind of person you are now yeah it's it's it sounds kind of cliche when people when when people say oh like jiu-jitsu kind of saved my life kind of thing or um maybe for others it might be others it might not be but I've been around sports and combat sports since the age of seven I've been doing Muay Thai from the ages of seven to 13 through my pops 
he's retired world champion and he's building his team and he's building his students up and stuff. So after after 13, after I got to 13, that's when I met Marco and that's when I got into jiu-jitsu till now. And um, it always gave me good discipline. I've always stayed level-headed, humble to myself and, you know, just trying to be 1% better every day. And that's something that I carry on outside of the mats or outside of the ring, you know. And, um, yeah, man, that I'd say in terms of I'm my own motivation and me being disciplined, uh, being determined and dedicated and stuff because, and you have to really persevere as well through these sports because I started off losing in, in, in jiu-jitsu and I really, I was at, I was at a couple, at a stage where I wanted to quit jiu-jitsu because I would go to competitions and stuff and I'd always, I was consecutively always losing. But um, I don't know, something just told me to stick with it. And sooner or later, like, that's when I started seeing success. And um, obviously there will be L's down the road, but, you know, I could take a thousand L's in my lifetime, but all I need is one W that can change my life, you know? And uh, yeah, man, I just keep, I just keep on going at it. You know, you talk about like uh, it doesn't matter. I was gonna, I was gonna quit. There was moments where you felt like you were gonna quit, but do you know, at those in those moments, was it was it all kind of internal? Did you did you go no? Like it was a a self like conversation with yourself, or were there was there was it were you having conversations with like Marco and other people, and they were kind um, of help helping you with kind of those periods where they were a, a bit tougher. It was a combination of things. Um, like me personally, I'm a very, very sore loser. I hate to lose. <laughs> even even if it's a game of FIFA or NBA, I'd be butthurt if I'm playing with like my mates or my brother or something and they beat me at NBA or whatever. I'd be butthurt for a couple of days, you know? So <laughs> and that trans that that transcends to, you know, just competition in general. But I'm the type of person I always keep it inside. Whether I'm suffering or if I'm if I'm holding a grudge or whatever, I'm, I always keep it inside to myself. I never complain to nobody. Let's say if I lose a role or if I lose a competition, I never moan or sulk or throw a, a little attitude. I always keep it to myself. And that was something internally that I had to deal with. That was my internal battle. And the others, it, there was other people, you know. Marco always had faith in me. Um, he knew that I would, you know, I would, uh, I would show my light through these competitions, and you know, just keeping excelling at what I'm doing. And my mother as well, you know. At the end of the day, she's she knows what I go through daily, and um, she knows how to brighten my day. And you know, she's always there to support man, and yeah, support me and my brother, and we we keep on striving, you know. And there's a lot of people in between that as well. But there's a lot of people to mention. <laughs> how does uh, how does your mum brighten your day on those days where you come back and you just had like a bad, you, you know, like bad she session knows, or something like that? She, you, she, she, she's been raising me, you know. She's <laughs> raised me from the jump, you know. So as a single mother, she knows when to when to comfort her kids and stuff, and she knows when I'm having a bad day at training or if I'm depressed or frustrated or whatever. She, she knows. She knows a mother knows that their child, you know. So it's funny, isn't it? When you, you you can say you can say nothing, 
it's yeah, you can I say could, nothing and your mum and your mum will be like, Yeah, I know something's wrong. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, but and, um Yeah, yeah sorry, go go for it. Well, I was gonna say one of the the other thing that uh, of what you just said was how I was listening, funny enough, to someone speaking, and I've forgotten his name because I'm rubbish with footballers, um, old England player. But he was talking about his influence, like teachers and stuff like that, and how important they are. How important was it that at a time where, like you say, you were taking L's in competition, and it wasn't it wasn't like a period in which maybe it was the most motivating. How important was it to have someone in Marco and that, know that someone has faith in you? Um, it's nice. It's nice to know that someone's got your back, you know, and um, and it only makes you when you take those L's. It only makes you hungry, you know. And what doesn't what's that saying? What doesn't hurt you? What doesn't kill you? Like yeah, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Exactly that. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Exactly. So it, and it's you know, I, I those are the people that I represent, like my mom, Marco, and others, my my friends, my family. And I do my best every day to represent them in the best way. And I do my best so I can, you know, cherish those, you know, those moments that I'm excelling at. And um, I'm, at the end of the day, I'm my own motivation and they're my motivation as well. You know, cause I want to make them proud. Yeah, because if they've got faith in me, like, especially when I go to these places, like when I go abroad and competing and traveling, like I know I can't mess around because... Yeah, I've got people that invest in me financially. Um, but, it's, you know, these these lot here, they invest in me, you know. They invest in their time. So it's like I can't afford a loss or, you know, I need to make sure that I'm doing their pro doing them proud at all costs, you know. Well, so. you, you must be psychic because the next question, you've kind of oh. almost touched on the next question that I was going to ask was... Because what what age were you when you first started traveling overseas for training? Uh, oh boy, we're going queer back. <laughs> uh, in terms of like competing or just training? Well, like both, but both. for like extended periods of time where you would kind of go away to train and and or compete as well. Uh, I think the first time was America after I finished my A levels. So around and, like uh, 17, 18. Yeah, yeah. I remember I had that conversation with my mom. And she <laughs> like at the time she was expecting me to go uni. I was like, nah. I wasn't too keen on it. And I was thinking, nah, you know, if I really I knew what I wanted deep down. I knew I wanted to do this jiu-jitsu stuff, you know. And I wanted to do the combat sport. And I don't wanna follow what everyone else is doing at the time and you know. Were you so nervous I, I to have I, that conversation? Um I think she kind of knew where my heart was at and where my head was at. And she knew that I, she, we both knew I had to go a hundred percent on this. You know, I had to kind of become like, like, she, like she said before I left, I, I have to become a machine and I have to do everything in my power to make it work. And slowly, but surely I'm talking as if I've already made it. I haven't made nowhere. <laughs> I've got so, I've got such a long way to go, you know, but, it's it's all baby steps. I I feel like one thing that I can say I'm going in the right position, and I've I've got a lot of plans, man. I've got a lot of plans, but yeah, the training the training the first time was good. It was a real eye opener, you know, just seeing the opportunities in different countries and stuff, and 
meeting new people in and outside of the jiu-jitsu community and the combat sport community and just networking, you know, just to, you know, try to open up that that door so I can, you never know who you're brushing shoulders with. And I can say I've been blessed. I've been blessed. I mean, the support from, like, your your family seems to, like, it, it seeps through in how how you speak about them and how important it was for you in those periods of time, I guess, to have, yeah. to know that, to know that they're invested, not only that they're invested for you, but when you're away from them, that they're kind of, they're supporting you and you know that they're, yeah, cause they're, it's one of them, they're thinking about the, you. Yeah. It's one of the, it's one of the things where like they've, they've invested a lot of time into me. So I know I need to make sure that this works out. And that goes for my brother as well, you know, cause he plays semi-pro football. So everything that we're doing now is, you know, it's just to go back to my mother and go back to my, my, my grandparents, my aunties and stuff, you know. So that's what we're working towards. You get me, bro? So, yeah, man. It's like I, I need to make sure that this work, this pays off. Everything that I'm doing is going to pay off. God's willing, you know. Is is that what you, in maybe in those uh, those periods of time where you're, you are training overseas, do you kind of in those let's say I don't know tough rounds or whatever it may be um are you are you thinking of back home when you're competing overseas oh for sure definitely 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 cuz i'm 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 building my legacy you get me you know i'm building my legacy and i'm trying to make sure that my mother's surname has longevity to it you know so when everything's all said and done and i've com- i've i'm done with competing and you know, from I'm out of the competition scene. I want people to remember my my surname, you know, and as well as being a great jiu-jitsu fighter, an athlete, I just want to be known as like someone that was a good person, clean-hearted brother, genuine person, caring, loyal, um, was always a good vibe to be around. And yeah, man, just trying to build build my name up. Just want to be a good person, you know. I love that. I love that you want your name to be associated more than with, with just winning. Of course. Yeah, of course. And it's one of them things I really want to help the people that helped me, but in order for me to do so, I need to help myself first. So even like, it it does sound like I'm selfish and greedy, but it's like, I'm not in a position to help others right now because I'm still trying to find my path. I'm sure I'm still trying to build, uh, you know, success and a certain level of wealth so I can help people that helped me and help my community, help people in my area, my neighbourhood, Hackney. I'm trying to help people back in the motherland as well. I'm from an African heritage, so, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I want to do, but I still need to focus on my on my process. There's... there's a. Uh... In that there's like the, the fact that your success me is it's almost like a means to an end. Like for yeah, you, success it, success is a great thing, of course. And to 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 win at the highest levels is a fantastic thing. But you're almost looking beyond that, what the success, what opportunities that can provide you. Yeah, of course, of course. Cause that's that's I've I've been given the opportunities over in the States as as we speak now. And I'm just taking that opportunity day by day, you know. Like I'm, I make sure that I'm not gonna waste that opportunity. And one day, hopefully, 
the same way how those people are helping me now, inshallah, people, I can give that same opportunity to, to those, you know, in the future. And I want to help the kids that surround me. They know who they are. But I'm I'm still I'm still trying to figure out my my own path right now. <laughs> and is is that almost what you want to do in the future? I know we're kind of skip almost skipping ahead. Well, stick how many decades you want to do it. But like, is that uh, is that what you envisage for the future? Is you kind of giving kids the same opportunities that you've got? Oh, of course, um, definitely, definitely. You know, without is that just through jujitsu or other things as well? Oh, I've. <sighs> It's hard to, you know, how to, it's, it's uh, through jiu-jitsu, through MMA, fitness, boxing, a combination of, you know, combat sports. And, um, yeah, man, just help out the community where I live in now. Just try to prevent uh, these kids getting into trouble, you know, because I know what they, what they go through. And m- more so than often, sports like football is the only way out for them, you know. And um, I want to give them another insight, another aspect of life that can, you know, look like, listen up, football isn't the only way out of the hood kind of thing, you know. You've got this here, you've got this here, you know. And uh, I, I, feel, I feel like I can do so with the, with the right circle, with the right team around. I think that's something that I love about both jiu-jitsu and just generally like different combat sports is there's something about it the way kind of because football like you say is one of the only sports in this country where yeah you can be from whatever yeah it's like exactly it's like it doesn't matter where you're from you know potentially you can be a success you know if if you've got the right talent you work hard that you can get there but there's no other sports there's always like it feels like a barrier to a lot of other sports whether yeah, it be I, money I just want, or I just want to make sure that these these young kids have like as many sources and as many uh, ways of like breaking that barrier and opening their doors, you know, for whatever they want to do, you know. And jujitsu is a great way to do that. I mean, yeah, jujitsu is a great it's, way. It's, it's again, it's it's, it's, a, it's the weird uh, kind of cheesy statement of it doesn't matter. Like we're all the same on the mats, but it, it is oh, true, course, isn't it? Of course, of course. Yeah, of course. That's why I like. Um, I'll give you an example. That's why I like Bushesha so much. Like, obviously, he's X amount. Think, think he has like thirteen more titles or something. But I've seen him personally, and I've spoken to him. I've had held conversations with him, and he's just so down to earth and humble. And I don't know. I don't know of anyone that like dislikes him, because he goes onto the mat. He shakes everyone's hand, every single person's hand, from white belt to black belt, and he's always, he's always got time for everyone, you know. Like that's either, you know, someone congratulating him, or someone wanted to take a picture with him, or someone just, you know, wants to know about his day and how he's doing. He's always got time for everyone. Super successful people in both jiu-jitsu and MMA. There's, I think, especially in jiu-jitsu as well. Obviously, it depends on the person's character, like people yeah, like for sure. Checha, but. There's something inspiring about someone like that, right? Yeah, of course, of course. Well, people see, we were talking just before this, and people see Junior, the competitor, right? Uh-huh. Um, what, what parts do you think people don't see? Or, or what do you think people don't really 
understand maybe or, or or know about you off the mats that actually has a big influence to you on and off um i've i've been told that i'm very unapproachable and like what so sometimes i'm like cold and stuff but i don't i don't i don't understand man i don't understand like like recent, I got my brown belt recently, so I've been at the competitions referee, refereeing and stuff. And you know, whenever I see someone having like, if I see their head down or they're having a bad day, like I'm the type of person I want to make sure that everyone's having a laugh, everyone's having a good time, and I will try my best to cheer that person up. You know, so it's I, I found it very very weird. Cause I heard some comments, so I was like, what? I'm far from that person and stuff, but. <laughs> But maybe yeah, man, um, maybe you were just standing there refereeing. I mean, referees have got to sometimes stand there and watch the match. I think yeah, if you, you take know, a photo of a referee, do they you know how talk. hard it is to be a referee. I I did a I did a referees course. Then I I went to go uh, referee at a, a, lo at a local comp, and man, it is mentally draining. I'm telling you now, out of the whole like the jujitsu stuff, being a referee is more stressful, man. It's more more stressful job. What what, what it's matches like, did you referee? Was it kids or adults? I was I was refereeing kids. I think it was like white belts to grey belts. I, did I a don't couple think I have the matches. heart to do kids. I don't think I could bring myself to referee. If I was a qualified ref, I don't think I could do kids matches, man. I did a couple nogi and gi for adults as well. Well, it's like, especially with the kids, it's a lose-lose situation, you know, because <laughs> I got told from the staff, from the owners, look, if you see that a submission's fully locked in, you need to stop the fight immediately. And I'm like, yeah, it makes sense because obviously they don't want the kids to be injured or they don't want to, they don't want them to go to the hospital or whatever. So our best interest is to make sure that everyone from adults to kids, everyone's, their health is, you know, priority for us. And sometimes when I stop the fight early, I'm getting hassled and... <laughs> And literally, uh, I'm getting shredded to pieces by the parents and the coaches and stuff. Oh, it's it's crazy, man. And you're, I'm there trying my best not to, you know, talk back or give an attitude. Uh, it's 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 crazy, man. It's crazy. It's, it, I understand. I would be the same with my child, but <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, like I need to make sure that these kids are safe. Because, well, you know, sometimes ego and pride gets in the way and the kids don't want to tap and, you know, they end up getting injured and, you know, it's not it's not good. It's not good. I, I mean, kids are, are, are ruthless. When uh, I think I, the last comp I was at was um, the most recent grappling industries and watching, <laughs> oh, some yeah, of those, I was and watching some of those kids fight. I mean, they uh, they just like there's there's no hesitation. I think that's what the thing is, is like kids, yeah. kids kids fight with not a single bit of fear no emotions just fighting them <laughs> it's fun though it's fun i can't lie it's fun it's fun reference you know because you got the best seat in the house especially if it's like a, a very high level fast pace you know full of action match we've got the best seat in the house so i can't complain i can't complain big blessing. Is there, is there, was there ever any moments where you were so kind of so caught up in the fight that you were like oh shit i need to give points um i wouldn't say that but it's like whenever i'm refing like those types of matches it's like i'm constantly oh two points for this person three points for that person oh i need to bring it back like 
these guys are moving up and down or, you know, one's going for a submission attempt, then the other one's going for a sweep. Oh, it's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff happens. <laughs> and it mo- mainly happens with the kids and the lightweight, uh, the lightweights, the lighter guys and the lighter females. Yeah, that's true. There, there's far more, far more points being thrown here, there, and everywhere, right? Yeah. So I'm like there, like you know, I'm on my toes. It keeps me on my toes. <laughs> so I need to make sure I'm always paying attention. So we'll be seeing. Um, does that mean we'll be seeing a lot more of Junior the ref as well as Junior oh, of the course, competitor? Of course. Hey, it's not just the fire. You know, I can multitask. I'm multi-talented, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're not jumping from refs match to your own matches. Back and forth. No, no, maybe. Not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) I I think it's a different kind of... It it, it must... uh, Like, you look at some of the refs at the end of the day, and like you say, it's it looks shattered, and I'm not surprised why. I'm not shocked why. Yeah, we're drained at the end of the day, because it's like, you know... You can do your competing first, and then do your refing after. Yeah, especially... I did that before, actually. Refed and competed... I don't mind because I'm still young. I'm full. I'm full of energy, but I know later <laughs> down the line I'm going to feel it on knees. <laughs> <laughs> when you hit that masters, masters two, masters three. Oh boy! Don't even tell me about that. I've <laughs> had so many guys at the gym tell me, "Ah, oh, when you get to my age, you're going to feel it on the hips. You're going to feel it on the back. You're going to feel it on the knees." Yo, yeah, but yo, how yo, old yo, are they? Are they are they actually just like thirty? <laughs> nah, masters. They're masters. They're way over masters. Yeah, I can't lie. <laughs> I was like, mate, I've still got years and years to go. Watch me shine. Well, well, on that, what does what does longevity like mean for you? Like, what do you are you are you there in the mind that you want to be like doing jujitsu at eighty years old, rolling around on the mat? Like, how important oh, oh, is longevity Lord, to old. you? <laughs> um, I I'd say as long as I can. I I can't really give a number. As long as I can. You know, as long as I'm having fun with it, obviously there's going to be a period of time when I reach a certain age, it's not going to be a com- like, I'm not going to be a competitive athlete yeah. no more. You know, like you see in the world's masters, you'd see not a lot of them are athletes, athletes and live through the sport. They do it for fun. You know, they, they, they like to have that challenge, you know, and when I reach a certain age, that's what, that would be my approach towards competition with jujitsu. And, um, yeah, there's other. The, I want to try out MMA as well, and I know that takes a big toll onto the body. And yeah, man, I I'll just say I'm just trying to be healthy, and as long as I'm healthy, I'll just keep on going, keep on competing, keep on training till the walls, you know, fall off. You what, know, I just ask God for a lot of health and you know wisdom. What 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 um what draws you in about potentially kind of uh you know, trying MMA or going down that path? Um, that's that's always been the plan, man. Because I remember I, f- I first watched, I first heard of UFC, um, I think was when, I was watching my parents at the time and my brother. Uh, it was Chuck Liddell versus uh, Tito Ortiz. Oh, yeah. Back then. So that was like proper OGs, OGs. And I'm seeing <laughs> the entrance. I'm seeing the entrance and these guys are all psyched and pumped up. I'm seeing... The four ounce gloves. I'm so I'm like I've never seen these type of gloves before, and I'm seeing like all sorts of moves, like you know, taking each other down. I'm seeing the clinch, I'm seeing elbows being thrown, head kicks and knees and stuff. Obviously, I came. I started from a, a Muay Thai background, 
then I switched to jiu-jitsu. So that's, that was the main catalyst for me to, you know, really think about transitioning to MMA. It's still yet to come. It's still yet to come. There's a lot of stuff that I need to accomplish in jiu-jitsu. Then, then I'll consider my, my options for MMA. Well, we're seeing a lot more people as well, kind of, have a have a lengthy BJJ career and then move yeah. to MMA and or sometimes be the better for it. I mean, one of the big examples, like people like Gary Tonnen, like he's done almost yeah. everything that he wanted to do in BJJ and is still going, but maybe less uh, less BJJ focused now. He kind yeah. of, I mean, we saw him in ADCC, but he was an yeah, MMA I would fighter say, then. For sure. I would say my approach would like obviously i would i, I still love jiu-jitsu you know it's mm-hmm. like it's opened so many doors for me and like i've i've experienced so many amazing things through jiu-jitsu it's one of them things i would never neglect you know like ah uh, now that i'm doing mma i'm going to completely ignore jiu-jitsu uh, I, I still want to be bouncing on both i'd say the same approach as like a rafael lovato jr uh uh, Ronaldo Jacare, uh, who else? There was someone else as well. Um, what's his name? He just he's in the welterweight division for UFC. He fought Usman, a oh. Brazilian guy. Durinho, Durinho. Yeah. You know they 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 bounce off both MMA and BJJ. So I still want to be active on both, and that's why I'm saying that goes back to what I said before. As long as I've got health on my side and time. Um, you're gonna be seeing me very active, competing all the time, and yeah, man. At the end of the day, that's that's all I care about, really, bro. That's all I care about, Hassan. Just you know, building my legacy, building my name, you know, providing for my family, making sure that they're good, and you know, just keep on racking up these titles, man. That's for both MMA and BJJ. Is is that your fun? Is that when you 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 mentioned the word fun earlier? Is that like is the idea of like, let's say if I tell you that in 2023, you're going to have three MMA fights and you're going to fight on this many BJJ, like t- 25, 30 BJJ competitions. To you, does that sound like a fun year? I'll tell you right now, that's a, that's a lot, boy. I just get a massage or something after. Because, <laughs> bro, that's, yeah, that's a lot. But again, I don't mind, you know, I don't mind because... You know, we've only got one life and I can't be wasting time, especially with the pandemic and stuff. Like, time's been wasted, so I need to be productive with how I spend my time, you know? Our time is our most valuable asset. But you, you aside have such from a sense that, of urgency to you, man. It's really, it's really interesting to hear. Yeah, because that's, like, you know, the sport is evolving. You know, there's a lot of greats in MMA, in BJJ, and I'm, I'm trying to be one of them, you get me? You know? And um, I wasn't born to be an average guy. I wasn't born to just do a nine to five, an average four, or go watch my Netflix or go to the pub, whatever, you know. Nah, man, I was I was born to be somebody in this fight industry, you know. And one day you will see me on the bright lights and my name's on your TVs. And that's something that I can guarantee you. It will happen, you know. So that's why I've got that sense of urgency. However there needs to be a balance. You know, I like to have my fun, you know. I, I, I like to watch football. I, I'm into sports heavily. I like watching my NBA. I like, I like watching my NFL. Actually, I need to catch up on the Super Bowl after this. Um, <laughs> I'm heavy into fashion, self-care. 
I love my 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 sneakers, you know. And um, yeah, man. Just apart from that, I'm I love surfing. I love going to the beach. There's a there's a lot of stuff. The list goes on and on and on. <laughs> but I, I I like being around good energy, good people. You know, just spending time with friends and family. And that's what I'm trying to say. That's that's why I'm I wanna bring out a different aspect of me, not just Junior Fernandez, that BJJ guy, you know? Well, exactly. This is I mean, talk, talking of um, sneakers, trainers, uh, mm. I don't know if you've seen what um, Eminem was wearing on... Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw a picture. I think it was the Air Jordan Freeze, but he had, like, his own signature shoe. Yeah. What do you think of them? Oh, it's so it's all right, man. It's all right. It's all right. What's 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 right. your I what what's your particular taste in trainer? I love my Jordans. I love my Jordans. Right now, I'm trying to get the cool greys fours. If you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you my first ever pair. I think I was like thirteen at the time, or yeah, thirteen at the time. I think I just started secondary school. Was Air Jordan Freeze? Yeah, Air Jordan Freeze. They were like primary white, blue, and red. I'm not too sure of the name, but yeah, you can check it up on Google, guys. And <laughs> tell me after. How, how 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 happy were you when you got the 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 fresh the fresh Jordans in a box? Then. Oh, I was I was gassed, man. I was hyped, didn't it? I was hyped because I I loved watching MJ when I was growing up. Um, so yeah, I was hyped that and, you know, growing up in Hackney and, you know, every boy in, in the UK once thought that they were going to be a massive football player <laughs> playing for Manchester United, playing for Arsenal, you know, and I thought I was going to be that guy, but we don't talk about that. I got a knee no. injury. That's something. <laughs> that's you got a knee, you got a knee injury. That's why you decide to do jujitsu instead. Yeah, that's why, that's why I had to stick with jujitsu. If it wasn't for jujitsu. You would see me on the wings right now, playing at the Emirates <laughs> Stadium. <laughs> but yeah, man, like even then, like I would, my my mom would splurge on me, buying all of these football boots and buying the kits and stuff. And I thought I was the man. I thought I was gonna be the next Thierry Henry, man. <laughs> there's nothing yeah, like uh, there's nothing like a good pair of foot, like a fresh pair of football boots to make you feel Bro, like you're like when the that best fresh footballer. pair of football boots. You feel like you're that guy. You feel like you're the man. Especially playing with, like, back in primary school, playing with, like, you know, the lightweight balls? Yeah. Like, you would kick it and the ball would swerve everywhere because of the, the wind. Those, those lightweight like balls. Football, man. Yeah, lunchtime football is crazy. You would, like, go for a free kick with that sort of ball and you would feel like Roberto Carlos. I'm telling you. <laughs> Do you think that's well, how yeah, yeah. do you think that's how kids like like young kids now feel about new geese when they're like mum picks them up it's like oh I got this new progress ski I'm going to I'm going to choke some motherfuckers out now <laughs> um, yes and no I'll be real with you man the first time I got my gi I was yeah 13 at the time and when I tell you it was was it a I think it was a kids free K3 the sleeves reached my forearms. It couldn't fit me. <laughs> my pop belly was sticking out. I didn't know how to tie my belt. You know how the white belts, they tie their belts vertically? Yeah, so it's like poking out the top. <laughs> it's poking out and it's like just there dangling. And I remember my trousers, 
it wouldn't go past like just it was just below my kneecaps man so you were essentially like rocking like three quarter gi yeah but yeah i was i think who someone used to take the mick out of me saying that i looked like a fisherman <laughs> yeah man it was it was crazy back then it was crazy but as time went on like luckily enough marco had a sponsor at the time called coral fight call they're based in brazil and he he kept on blessing he kept on giving me and my brother some geese and stuff so i didn't really spend too much on jiu-jitsu geese then we had a sponsor with kings then we moved to progress and since then progress has been looking after us well man no uh, i really appreciate what they've been doing for me they they really been looking after me even things like that i know it's like really simple but you know going back to what you said about giving kids like in the future showing them how kids can have opportunities through jiu-jitsu and mma and other sports like that like even stuff like if 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 you say to a kid well look come to jiu-jitsu don't worry about buying a gi like i've got gis here for you yeah yeah i I do that to this day yeah yeah like there's certain gis that i can't wear because of the brand or there's old gis that don't fit me you know i pass it down to the younger kids at the gym because you know as long as they all i ask is for them to you know just make sure you put 100 percent effort into it and you can get as many gis as you want from me as long as they don't fit me you know <laughs> but yeah what, man what what the 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 younger kids at the gym what what kind of questions do they ask you um i'll be real with you i don't get asked too many questions because nowadays i'm really up and down up and down you know either doing a workshop or doing a seminar mm-hmm. or doing privates at different gyms and stuff so i don't really see kids as often but i can relate to them because where i used to teach in fight zone um that most of the kids are from a, a hackney they're from the hackney borough so I can relate to them how, how they are, you know, if they're losing competition because I was in their position one time. So I just tried to comfort them as my older peers comforted me when I was younger. You know, like, look, you know, this is, you may lose tomorrow, but there's always going to be a brighter day after that. So, you know, just keep your head down, have faith, just keep on working hard. And, you know, your when your time comes, it comes, you know. And that's something that... uh. I used to put myself down on the because I I used to see all my teammates they would be winning gold medals and trophies and and uh, belts at competitions and I, sometimes I'd be lucky to even place on the podium bro you know but um yeah man just hard work and prayers and now I'm just doing what I what I'm doing in it so that's yeah. what I try to advise the kids whenever they I see them down at competition or you know and at the end of the day, it's just trying. I just try to make sure that they have fun with it as well. You know, it's not always about our oh, competition, competition, or you gotta be focused. You know, you know, you need to have a balance, bro. You know, you need when, to have a bit of fun with it too. When you're training, do you think like talking of uh, again fun? Like, is where is it only when you're training for a particular competition do you go right? There's less fun jujitsu. Like, we're not training for fun now. We're training for compete like competing we're taking it a bit more yeah of course when i like when i go to america i know it's just it's strictly business mm-hmm. you know i know the training there's tough and i know everyone's approach there everyone wants to be the best everyone wants to be a competitor so i know i need to take it seriously and it's 
in, uh, where, where I train at now in Fight Zone, it's a mix and match, you know? You have your hobbyists, you have your people that do it as like a leisure time, you know? Then you got certain people that want to take it more seriously. So I'm not that type of guy, like, I'm there, I'm going to beat up everyone because I know my abilities, I know how good I am. But if I see someone that, like, you know, they slip up on a technique, I'll I'll chat to them, I'll pull them to the side, oh, bro, like, you can do this or sis, you can do this, that, and the other. I'll give them options, you know, because it costs zero to to help someone out, you know, and you never know, it could brighten their day. Same thing, like I said before, if I see someone at a competition or in an outing and I see that they're down, I'll do my best to cheer them up, you know, because I was someone that, I, when I was growing up, I was a lonely kid, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't really have friends and stuff uh, in secondary, but because I was just so focused on my craft, I I did that to myself as well, you know. So whenever I look back at it now, I just trying to make sure that everyone's you know vibes and stuff. Like that 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 thing of like even if a kid's sacrificing everything, like whether it be like social life or whatever it may be. Like just to just that one person, you know, who's either encouraging them or just reminding them that everything's everything's good. It can make yeah, such you a never difference, know. right? Yeah, you never know. Like you know, smiling at someone, just you know, being generous or being kind. You never know what that person's going through, you know. And um, all it all it takes is just one little action, one small gesture, just to make their day, brighten their day, you know. Give them that extra little bit of push for them to carry on and, you know, keep on going. This is all authentic, you know. I don't do nothing for the, you know, on the podcast or nothing. It's all authentic. This is all me. Wherever you see me on the mats, I'm the same thing on the outside, you get me? You touched on a bit, you know, going overseas. And one of the things I kind of wanted to ask you around, I think what people are interested in is you've seen BJJ in other parts of the world. You Where you mm. like, what, when you kind of came back to the UK, did that, that change how you treated things or how you treated your training or kind of your general kind of balance and lifestyle? What was there, was there something quite eye-opening maybe the first time or more recently when you've gone overseas? First time I went to America, uh, not, not America, but of, yeah, America, especially because I'm there most of the time. The, the, the consumers there, the, the students there, they really, value jiu-jitsu in terms of like oh i really want to invest heavily on jiu-jitsu so in what ways do i talk about this uh they invest into like dvds like so like bjj fanatics and stuff that can help the athletes they invest into seminars buying the merch buying the products for the geese or whatever you know and booking privates with the local professors and stuff they really and they try to get their kids into it as well as much as they can you know and I feel like it's growing. It's growing because especially with jiu-jitsu and the female aspect, it's very good for their self-defense. You know, because you never know a situation nowadays, it's more like grabbing or, you know, grappling. So it's very good for the females to get into as well. And I something that I highly recommend to all my female friends and anyone that's listening that's a female to this podcast, you know, if you're ever in doubt. What, what, about people investing more in their in their local athletes in or in supporting or just investing in training um what about that do you think we could do in the uk is there something that you go oh we should have more of that 
in the UK or is there something on the flip side to that? Do you think actually I prefer um, how we do things here? You know what it is? It's a bit difficult because in terms of jiu-jitsu related, jiu-jitsu is still a baby sport here in the UK compared to the US. Yeah. Now it's it's more popular there because you have the UFC, you've got grapplers like known like Khabib and you know, wrestling's related and it complements well to jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. But um one thing that I do see often there is like for different teams in America, it can be either Atos, Checkmat, uh, Gracie Baja, Gracie Humaita, uh, Alliance. They've got their separate like athlete houses. Mm. And that's something that I don't see here. Maybe I don't know why. Maybe it's because all of the main competitions is in America. Maybe that's why they've got their, their athlete houses there. But yeah, man, I would say to anyone that's out there and they really want to invest in someone that they feel has the potential to do great in any sport or anything in life, go for it, man. You know, take the risk or lose the chance. You know, you lose all your shots that you don't take. Well, I think we, we, we see it less because we, we don't see people who rarely invest in like individual athletes nowadays like we see sponsors but when you see sponsors yeah, sponsors, yeah that's what I'm talking about yeah when you sure. when you see sponsors in like mainstream sport it's usually right I'll sponsor a team or a competition I think it's mm-hmm. it's rare it's 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 less rare now that people are going as as an investor maybe as a sponsor if you're a brand or something but if you're like yeah. an investor who's going to fund an athlete it's very rare that you see it on this side of the this side of the pond if you will and uh, sometimes it doesn't really have to be like it's not always financially as well i've been blessed to like been given the opportunity to you know for example to teach at fight zone teach the adult classes teach the kids classes because um you know big up christina james and marco for giving me that opportunity uh first and foremost because they know one day marco knows and they know that one day i want to you know build my own thing you know I want to have my own team, have my own group of students. And same thing that Marco's doing now, he's creating his champions. I want to do the same thing once I'm done competing. And they've given me that that foundation to teach so I can, you know, give back my knowledge to the future. And that's just one of the ways how people have invested into me. And I've got, people that are investing me into investing into me currently that's going to really change and give me a big pivotal point in my career in terms of as as an athlete i won't say who they are but they know who they are they're really helping me out so shout out to those two guys and like the 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 thought of kind of i mean you you teach already but the idea of being kind of a coach does that yeah. and, and 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 being and being someone who is you know that is your essentially your identity the day will come where maybe you'll still compete casually but the your your main priority is you as a coach and your athletes does that does that prospect excite you yeah of course of course like all of the kids that I've taught and I always speak to their parents like I've still got many years into me but when it's all said and done and I'm finished competing I want the kids that were growing up around me and I was teaching them to be 10 times better than I was, you know? And, you know, just keep on breaking that barrier. And that's whether I've got X amount of world titles or accomplishments. 
I want them to double that, you know, and exceed their expectations. How important do you think that is for people? Because like you said, there's not, not everyone, not everyone wants to be a uh, kind of Polaris champion, world champion. Some people yeah. do it kind of uh, on a more casual basis. But how Yeah, even on a casual think... level, like if I could, and it still matters to me as well. Like people that attended either a workshop, seminar, a private of mine, a class of mine, I don't take that for granted, you know. Uh, it is putting money into my pocket, but just to you spend an hour or two hours of your time for me to teach you jiu-jitsu or whatever, I really appreciate that, you know. And it doesn't have to be you winning a title. Yeah, it does mean a lot to me, knowing that I've contributed to that. It means a lot to me as well. Um, but it could be, I don't know, for example, um, someone lost weight and I was a pillar for that. You know, it means a lot for me. And just seeing the smile on their face and they're happy about it. Or I've had a bunch of people tell me, oh, um, you know, you bring a good vibe. I love your energy. Um, you're a good person and stuff. It means a lot to me, you know. It's those small things in life that that money can't buy, you know. There's something... You know, you've you've touched on it, and it it's made me think about privates in a different way. In the way, in the sense of the person who's, you know, like from the person who's giving the privates perspective, yeah. it's like that person for you. It's someone's paid for your time so that you can of course, you can of like course, share, you can share like jujitsu with them. That that must feel quite that quite nice, quite special. Yeah, I tried to I tried to go that extra mile as well. Yeah, you've put money into my pocket already like i already thank you for that and you're taking a time out of your day you could be at home be at your work be somewhere else be with your family and i really appreciate that you know so i always go that extra mile and there's a lot of people that do privacy and they just make their money and they dip out of there but now like i want to know how your day's been you know i want to know what you like doing outside of work or outside of jits and stuff you know just get to know you as a person and it's funny to say because I wasn't the social skills that I have now was through the classes that I taught, the competitions, meeting new people, going to different places, doing the privates, teaching seminars and stuff. Cause I never was that person. I was I'll be real with you, Hassan, I was a very introverted person. Ask Marco if you don't believe me. <laughs> I wasn't bubbly, social, sociable. I would say I am actively sociable because there's a lot of fugazi people out there. So I tend, when I don't click with that person or I don't vibe with that person, I stay to myself, I stay quiet. But if I feel like you're clean-hearted, you've got a good vibe to you and you're nice, yeah, man, I'm all for it. You know, I'm open arms all the time. And I, I guess, well, I mean, it kind of goes back to one of the first questions I asked you about what about jujitsu changed you. I mean, that yeah the fact that In terms, it, yeah. you have to talk to people, right? You have to be sociable also, almost. Mate, when I tell you, like, you can ask Marco, the first times that I'd go to the gym, I was a little little chubby, nerdy, wearing glasses, little chubby boy, head down, hands in my pockets, hoodie on the hoodie up, wouldn't speak to nobody. Yeah, man. And now, like, you know, I'm there vibing, you know, chanting to everyone. And that's because of jiu-jitsu, I, I can say. And other things outside of jiu-jitsu, too. 
Well, what does uh, I haven't had uh, seen in person? You look like in competition, but you know what? If 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 you were to describe yourself, like let's say just before your or the the day you get to a comp uh, your competition, are you do you go talk? Are you a talkative person? Do you try and stay relaxed? Um, I'm chill. I'm chill. Like yeah. if someone approaches me, like on a calm thing or like respectful thing, yeah. I'll, or if like someone wants to chat to me, just in general, yeah, I don't mind. I'm 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 good to talk. I'm I'm not that person. Like oh yeah, I'm a superstar. I'm gonna neglect you, kind of thing. <laughs> nah, man. Like man's man's always there for. Uh, I, I'm there for good. I can I'm I can be there for quick chat and stuff. But I'm always in the zone though. I'm always in the zone. But I tend to hide and stuff. When I know I'm approaching to fight time, I tend yeah. to hide away from people and just do my own thing. You know, warm up, listen to my music. And that's another thing as well. I'm heavy into my music. So uh yeah. What are what are the the kind of particular songs you go for? Is there or or do you have this kind of do you have your own set playlist for when oh, you I've, I've got different playlists. We're going to, you know, hip hop. Like are we talking about when it's like competition day or just in general? I can let's give you do, both. I tell you what, let's do let's do three songs from competition day and then Ooh. three songs from like if we were to have a private, what what you'd play in the background. Competition day. Uh, I'm really feeling Limp Biscuit right now. I think okay. that's their name, right? Yeah. Listen to some Mick Mill. Throw some Kendrick Lamar as well. Kendrick Lamar's on my playlist as well. If it was, but there's, ah, oh, bro, that's a hard question, though. <laughs> I know after this, I'll go shuffle on my Spotify. I'll be like, why did I not mention this? guy why don't mention this girl for all of our days but um in terms of private nice no, more more of a chill setting it's more of a chill setting um there's an artist that i really like now he's from kilburn west i think it's west london he's called nux nux okay he's got like a chill slow jam rap type vibe sounds uh, like my kind of thing who else who else would i put on yeah, man, I'd I'd say chilled rap. I'd say chilled rap, but I listen to everything or even reggae, reggae, reggae as well. I'd put on a private. Have you ever heard of a guy called Maverick Saber? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did it. Yeah, I've, there's a tune that I like of his. It's called Jungle with Professor. Yes, Green. Professor Green's from Hackney. My my auntie used to go to school with him actually. No way. Where they did the video shoot is literally two minutes away from my yard. That's mad. Yeah, but small, small, small. But yeah, well, man, I love, I love everything. To like, you know, I, I, I grew up in an African household, so um, listening to Afro Bashman, Afro beats, Caribbean swing was a big thing for us. Listening to DMX, you know, old rap like uh, Wu Tang Clan, Biggie. Tupac was, you know. Then we've got our traditional African music as well from the motherland. Uh, I love my bashman, love my dancehall, love my soccer. Uh, where, what where, else? Where, uh, where in Africa is your family from? Uh, Angola. Angola. Yeah, Angola. So, what what kind of music's uh, like? What kind of style is like Angolan music? 
I'd say it's a, it's a bit similar. It's a bit similar to to like Afro beats that you would listen mm-hmm. to, like you know, um, what's his name, Rima, you know, Burner Boy, all all those lot, and those guys that have like the UK Afro swing, like NSG and stuff. You know, it's similar to that stuff. Does that mean you know, the, you... the, them them tunes that will you know get you up on your feet? You cannot bust a one two shimmy step. Do you try and mix it? Is it like a weird when you look at your playlist? Like uh, I grew up with from like Turkish, a weird mix of like Turkish music, and then growing up in London, it's like a mix of whatever I grew yeah, up on yeah, plus yeah. my parents' music. Yours must be kind of the same, right? Yeah, we've got our traditional music. I've got I've got like five different playlists, bro. One <laughs> for like UK UK playlist, American playlist. Then I've got uh, music from like France. I like um, I like reggaeton as well, like Bad Bunny and stuff. So it's playlist goes on and on, man. The problem, the problem. I tell you what, a weird like first world problem, but it's like a weird one. You know, when you're like, I don't know what to listen to. I want to get myself feeling a bit hyped up for a, like or get my energy up. What and then you start going. That's, oh, but what do I listen to? Oh, do I want to listen to this or that? That's when you. That's when you jump onto my profile and follow me on Spotify. <laughs> I got anything you need. If you're with the missus, if you're with her babes, boom, <laughs> slow jams, R and B. I got the playlist right there. If you need any anything to hype you up, boom, I got that rock. I got that. You know that up tempo, fast paced rap. I got it there. It's all pattern, bro. It's all unlock. <laughs> From 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 Valentine's Day with your missus to to pre comp music, it's all there for you. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's it's all there, man. It's all it's all locked. It's all locked. <laughs> well, what well, you say? You you taking anyone out for Valentine's Day? Uh, my Valentine's Day is spent at home. Not tra- I was meant to be at training, but I don't want to give anyone a cold. So my Valentine's Day is spent at home, probably watching flow grappling while my lovely lady is at work. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I was meant I to spend it at jiu-jitsu, though. So I miss all my guys I, at jiu-jitsu. The love that we have for jits, man. The love that we have. I went, went it's funny, when... Um, you know, you're, you're talking with people who don't do jiu-jitsu and they're like, oh, how are you going to spend your Valentine's Day? I'm like rolling around the floor with like loads of rolling other people. Rolling around the floor. That's the first time, the first time I saw jiu-jitsu, I walked into Fight Zone and I was like, look at these batty men rolling on the floor with pajamas. <laughs> um, and next thing you know, man's getting choked out in like two secs. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I got real humbled real quick, man. <laughs> Especially as you'd like done Mutai, where you're like, I'm just gonna, I'm, there's no problem. Like, you can't. Yeah, man, I'm just gonna power through these guys. And I'm seeing like, man's doing cartwheel passes on top of my head. I'm seeing freaking stars in a little bit if I don't tap. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's just so, it's so fun. It's so fun, though. Well, to, to get on to the final bit of the interview, I like to, <laughs> to do like a, a quick fire round, if you will. Oh, boy. A lot of fun. And he's gonna put me on the spot. I am gonna put you on the spot. Oh, Um, all right, cool. Let's go. I feel like, given our discussion with music as well, you're not gonna be able to make up your mind, which might be half the problem. But we'll start off easy acai, yay or nay? Uh, yay, yay, with with some honey, bananas, condensed peanut butter, peanut butter as well. You can't forget the peanut butter. This is one I haven't asked before to other people. Uh, where'd you put your medals? Do they go uh, in a box, a jar, hang up? 
So the the main competitions, the main the main ones. So all of the the world titles that I have, I've got one in my mom's room. One in, no, one in my mom's uh, hallway. The first was that I won, and the other two are in my grandparents' house in Portugal. With the gi that I won worlds with. I love it. The grand yeah. uh, gra- uh, there's something about grandparents having like whenever like be having stuff up on their wall that is great all grandparents have stuff up on their wall okay i'll tell you i'll tell you a good story actually before you uh we have time now we have time man we have time yeah the, so the first time i went to euros i was a juvenile and um man i'm 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 already shy as it like at the time i was shy i was very introverted and i've got the whole family pulling up to euros to the to the, <laughs> to the venue and as soon as I jump on the mat, next thing you know, I got my my granddad there speaking in Portuguese. People don't understand a word of what he's saying around my team and stuff. And he's got the Portuguese flag waving it. Oh, that's my grandson! Go, grandson! He's competing. He's the champion. He's the champion. I'm like, bro, I haven't even fought yet. What are you saying about the champion? Oh my days, but bless them, man. Bless them. They don't know what goes on, man. <laughs> they just see if my hand gets raised or not. And they say, "All right, cool, we good." My hand gets raised, we good. <laughs> when it when it came to like things like worlds and stuff, when you try, were you trying to uh, explain to them like, right, this is the biggest competition now? Uh, my grandma, she don't understand. Like when I gave her the two gold medals from worlds, gi and no gi, she didn't understand. She just saw gold and said. Oh, amazing! Good work. <laughs> but my granddad understands a little bit better because he knows about the fighting stuff and whatnot. So he That's understood awesome. that yeah, this one's gonna be a big one. And whenever I go, whenever I travel away abroad, they understand that it's like you know, it's for big competitions. I think there's it's like it's almost like the 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 easy way to to show how big it is. It's like oh no, I'm not competing here. I'm competing in the states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do they get nervous? Do they, do they like, given that they kind of have seen you do combat sports all your life, do they still um, do, do they still get nervous? They don't get nervous, but my mom does. My mom gets very, very nervous. Does she um, watch you compete? She tries not to. There's I been times so. where I've competed and she would leave the arena. Like, I remember the second year for Euros, I think it was the first year as adult. I dislocated my finger in the middle of the fight. Ah. And it was my middle finger. And it was so funny because I was just there pointing my middle finger to the referee. I'm like, look, my finger, my <laughs> finger. <laughs> uh, and like Rico was, he, uh, one of my professors, one of the one of my masters, Rico Vieira, he was like, oh, just pop it back in and keep on going. He was there shouting from the, from the sidelines and everyone was telling him, um, was trying to like you know calm my mom down and stuff oh he's good he's good he, he kept on fighting i finished the fight and stuff did but, you yeah. turn around and go what do you mean pop it back in how do i pop it back in? yeah i'm like i'm there like my fingers all crooked you know my thing's going sideways i'm like bruv i, I don't want to you know mash up my finger <laughs> but it was all good though you, you wait till you do mma and then your mum's going to be super nervous. That's what my mum said. Inshallah, if I make UFC one day, man, now it's going to happen. And she was like, mate, I don't know how I'm going to cope with it. She's told me this a bunch of times. You wait till like UFC London and your granddad's there with his Portuguese flag. You, you're walking out and he's saying, 
He's saying he's won. He's won the fight. <laughs> I haven't even stepped into the octagon yet. Oh man, this. Oh man, but those 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 stuff there is like all memories, man, that I cherish. You know, I don't take none of that stuff for granted, man. You know, every day I wake up is a big blessing for man. You know, even though every day I gotta, you know, I gotta push and I gotta be better than I was yesterday, but you know, I'm always grateful for what I have. I got a great support system. I've got good people around me. I've got, you know, food on the table, clothes on my back, roof on top of my head. So, yeah, man, there's people that don't even have half of what I have. So that's what most people tend to forget. People get lost in the sourcing and social media and stuff. And, you know, social media has people my age thinking that they failed in life. I'm like, nah, man, you don't see the moon and the sun shining at the same time. Everyone has their own time. Exactly. And I mean, when all, when when everything's kind of put aside, it's, it's, it's things like, you know, funny memories with family that uh, are far more important than sometimes even a piece of metal. Of course, of course. Neck. Yeah, where, of course. Because that, that gold medal just reflects like all of the hard work that I've been through, everything that I've gone through internally family stuff family situations or anything outside of jiu-jitsu or anything outside of the sport you know and yeah man proof is in the pudding there's always there's a good saying that my brother Mohammed always tells me there's always a beauty in the struggle and that's something that I really live by you know because each one of those titles that that I win there's there's been a struggle but the outcome's always been beautiful Mm. That's 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 a great saying to have, man. Yeah. Um, what do we get to? Where's pretty? I think with it, we started on where do you the fire medals? questions. Yeah. The fire questions. Sorry, man. I kept waffling on. I, <laughs> no, I trust me. You're not the first, and you won't be the last to go off on a tangent. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We've kind of talked about where you like to relax. I'll tell you what. I'll change this question rather than where you like to relax. Uh, do you play video games to relax, or does it get you too stressed? Um, oh man, it only gets me stressed to the point when I'm like playing online and I'm playing of uh, you know. Do you do you, do you play them before comp uh, before you go to training or is it always after? No, I swear it's after. I feel I yeah, need to I feel, feel like so. I've earned earned my you know my game time. But I'll be real with you, I'm trying to cop this PS5, but man, they're giving extortionate prices, man. Uh, you can't be buying off those scalpers as well. No, I hear you, man. I hear you, but I'm trying to cop that P5, bro. But whenever I've got time, yeah, I love me. I love playing me a game of FIFA, NBA 2K, a little bit of COD as well. Yeah, man. If anyone wants to play me, I got wages. Wages there, FIFA. Shout me. Drop me a message. <laughs> Drop me. A, I'm on P. I'm on PSN. Drop me a message. I tell you what. I the more the the more episodes I've done this year, the more I feel like there needs to be some sort of like BJJ Warzone competition because I feel like I'll tell you right now in the UK nobody will beat me at FIFA I'll tell you that now yeah put it put it on put it on put it on a I'm UK BJ, a UK BJJ FIFA tournament come on I'm there I'm there <laughs> <laughs> that is I'm the there. most niche thing that we could ever make is a, a <laughs> yeah, jiu-jitsu community gaming tournament we we should, you know. I used Just... to I used to play COD. I used to play COD with a couple of guys um 
from different teams. Like uh, my boy Faris, my boy Owen from ZR team. Faris is from Roger Gracie. My boy Chris, he's uh, he works with Progress. I think he trains out of Stoke in Manchester. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, if I'm mistaken, I apologize. But yeah, so I've played with a couple of guys from the BJ community here on card and stuff. I think it's it's hilarious listening to like competitors talk about gaming because it's just like suddenly everyone gets as competitive about it. Yeah, for real, man. There's there's days that these lot are telling me that I. That I'm playing trash and stuff. And I'm like, cool. Watch this. Let me drop a ten kill right now. <laughs> but and then yeah, you man. and then you turn up to jujitsu and you're like, what were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say about me? <laughs> All right, cool. We're rolling first round. Say more. Say no more. <laughs> oh, uh, what do we go? Uh, if you had to like give your younger self one bit of of advice, what would it be? Man, just keep your head down. Stay humble don't listen to nobody else don't listen to what the outsiders are saying because at the end of the day whatever you've got planned for yourself they don't have the same thing planned so they don't know they can't have this that the right advice or the right mindset i like that you know that you need to strive to where you want to get to just keep on doing your mother proud just you know just be there for your brother and you know just keep on striving man just keep on pushing it's gonna work out that's what I have to say. That little like phrase that. there, it's going to work out. Everything that you're doing now is going to pay off, bro. Trust me. I like that a lot. Uh, wrestle or pull guard? Uh, I'd say earlier, earlier days, are, oh, man. Uh, if I say pull guard, my wrestling coach is going to be upset with me. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Josh is going to be upset with me. I've got wrestling tonight as well. <laughs> um, man... As of now, I'd say pull guard. If you told me playing on top, I'd say playing on top. Okay. Pull guard, yeah. Pull guard. <laughs> uh, ADCC or IBJJF champ? I feel like this is a hard... Okay, uh, I'll paraphrase this with ADCC champ or IBJJF black belt champ? Because you've already got a world top. ADCC. ADCC. Uh, uh, one biggest role model or like person you look up to, a jiu-jitsu competitor? Jiu-Jitsu competitor. Uh, yeah. Man, that's a hard one, man. Kyle, I did want to say in the interview, ah, there's like... I haven't really Too got many. One, man. Or is there anyone who uh, particularly at the moment that you really like, style-wise? Style-wise? Uh, Fabrizio Andre. You, you heard of him? Fabrizio Andre? Where's he come... What, what team's he come... He's from, from? Uh, Fight Sports. He's from Manaus. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, black. He just won worlds black belt featherweight. I like him. I like Ronaldo Junior as well. Uh, to be honest, I like anyone that just moves the fight forward, really, and that's entertaining to watch. You know, like uh, Renato Canuto as well. I really like his style too. Um, Mateus Gabriel, he's another one as well. Um, But yeah, man. In terms of like, I don't really have role models, but I get bits and bobs and bits and pieces of inspiration from a lot of people you inspiration know, for people. different things yeah for different things like my teammates like what they what uh what they've accomplished and you know they help me daily all my teammates in america yeah for sure uh my mom as well you know she's a hustler and that's where i get my work ethic from 
you know, being a single mother and just trying to provide for two black kids in Hackney. You know, again, it sounds cliche, but yeah, man. Uh, it's, it, who it's, else, who it's, it's not cliche when they're inspiring you, man. Yeah, of course, of course, man. Um, uh, well, um, I have one final question. Yeah, and yeah. I think you're going to really like this one because you're going to, I feel like you're going to come up with 10 different answers. Uh, if someone were to play you in a movie, who would play you? And what kind of movie would it be? Oh, boy. So, like an think... actor and then a type of movie. Have you, watch, you... Have you yeah, watched the on. movie The Blind Side? I have watched The Blind Side, yeah. That movie there, can I choose whichever actor can play for me? Yeah, you can have any actor you want. I know I'm going to be missing out, man. <laughs> missing uh, out on what? No, nah, I want to see this person, but I know after this, I know after the podcast, I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to be like, yeah, I should have mentioned that person instead. I always do this to myself. <laughs> um, I feel like going to a restaurant and trying to get you to pick a meal is probably the hardest thing because you look at someone else's meal and go, man, I should have picked that. After I'd be stealing everyone's food, so yeah, <laughs> I'll be satisfied. But I would probably say like Michael B. Jordan. Okay, mainly and because everyone says I look like him. That's my <laughs> twin in it. So <laughs> I would so, say yeah, blind side, Michael yeah, B. Blind Jordan, side. and in like a is it blind side? Is it still American football or is it like that, yeah American football? It? Yeah, American football. In I I don't know a huge amount about American football, <laughs> but where in a, what position would you play? Uh, I would either say because the guy that plays that movie, I think he's a fullback, so he's, he's, he's like, like a, huge. Yeah, he's he's a very big guy. So I, yeah, but Michael B. Jordan, he's more athletic, right? You know what? That same actor, because his acting was so good and he was so real and authentic, bro. I remember watching that movie when I was like sixteen. Don't tell nobody this, but I wanted to shed a tear, man. Nah, that, that, some that, movies, that, some movies will get to us like that. I'm, yeah, that I'm got there to with me, you, man. man. That got to me. It was very a uh, wholesome movie, man. You know, uh, I will put it out there right now. There are some movies that uh, probably people wouldn't think that make you cry, make you shed a tear. But man, if you've ever watched Coco, I don't really watch kids' films, but if you've ever watched Coco and you're come from a big family, man with like grandparents and stuff, I'll yeah. warn you. I'll warn you that that that'll get your eyes misty. Yeah. Okay. I don't usually I don't usually watch kids' films, but man, there's something about that. In terms of kids' films, the only one that got me like that got to me was Monsters you know, uh Monsters Inc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was mad young though, but the reason why was um like towards the last scene when Sully had to leave uh Boo. And they oh, had to man. go back to like their separate worlds and stuff. I was like, damn, man, these look were a vibe. <laughs> but um, yeah, okay. yeah, blind side for sure. But I would say if anyone wants to learn about where I come from and like what people of my generation have to deal with every day, one series that you should watch is Top Boy. It's on Netflix. And that will give you a whole perspective about where about my area and the struggles that we have to go through. There's you know? a new series coming out as well. There's a new series coming out. I cannot wait for it. I think it's this week or next week. 
Is it all dropping? It's going to be Netflix, so it's all dropping. Yeah, it's going to be well. on Netflix. So it's, That's it a be dangerous all... thing. That's a dangerous oh, thing. The amount of binging I'm about to do, I'm about to finish that in a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, coach, man. no, I think... I think that football injury, that football knee injury has come up again. I'm going to have to take the, the, the day off. <laughs> I'm going to be out for like two, three business days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my days. But yeah, top boy. Top boy. Because well, it's actually filmed in Hackney. Certain parts of it is filmed in Hackney. So it's good. Another good film is Blue Story too. Just I watched like Blue the Story post- the other day. Just like oh, about man. the whole the the gang rivalry between um Peckham and I think Deptford. That's but that's all based in South. I'm not from South, so don't be discrediting South London now. No, I'm not. I'm not. I swear. <laughs> I swear. I swear. <laughs> uh, if I, I've got some words for South London, but it's best if I stay quiet. <laughs> oh man. Well, I think that's a good note to end on. Thank you so much for coming on, man. It's a pleasure to share a bit more about you. Yeah, man, I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, brother Hassan, for allowing me to give uh, to give me this platform, you know, just to share a bit about myself, share my stories, my memories. And yeah, man, hopefully I can come back on soon and I've c- collected many more moments, man. Uh, I hope so too, man. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. To keep up to date with all our latest stuff, follow us at The Prodigy Podcast on Instagram.